Thanks for tuning into Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Savia. And thank you so much for listening to us. If you are looking for all the books that we talk about every episode, check us out online at libraryoverload.home.blog and then on Instagram at libraryoverload. this month and that is Daisy Jones and the Six. I am very excited about this. This was one that I picked so um, it was my book of the month. I do the book of the month thing. That is so popular right now. It really is. I mean it's it's quite a deal. Like my first one I got was like $14.99 and I ended up getting two books. Nice. So I mean that's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, this is also a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. Book. Oh very nice. Yeah. Was that recent? It just came out last month Maybe two months ago? It, it came out recently. I'm not 100% on mm. the date, but yeah. Mm. Um, this was her April or March pick, I think. Okay. All right. So quick synopsis. Daisy Jones and the Six. This is by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It follows the rise and the fall of a rock band in the 70s. A fictitious rock band. Yeah. It's it's written in a way that you the whole time you're like, is this real? Are you sure it's not real? Yeah, I like, had to keep saying that to myself. And so crazy because all I wanted to do was to like put on the soundtrack mm-hmm. and listen to it while I read. Daisy Jones and the band The Six end up doing a just one single together. And it's it does so well. Their chemistry together is so amazing that they end up merging to form one band, Daisy Jones and The Six. Mm-hmm. Follows them. It's kind of amazing. Yes. Susie liked a book that I picked, guys. I'm very excited. I was so proud. And the whole time I kept reading it, I kept looking at Chris and I was like, Tavia did so good. <laughs> I'm very excited that I finally nailed it. It was it was fantastic. It was one of those it was one of those books where you kept just like if I underlined in books, I would I would have underlined mm-hmm. the entire book. I had several, several quotes saved. It was just it's a book that you didn't expect to be as powerful as it was. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of, you know, it's about rock and roll in the 70s. And Ad- it's... Addiction. Yeah. Like hardcore. And it, like. it, you think it's going to be a, a little bit lighter. And mm-hmm. then it, like, you read something and you're like, oh, man. It's like, damn it. Right. <laughs> like hit that, me in the soul. Right. That went right there. <laughs> um, and, I mean, and it actually, it's like a historical fiction kind of, you know, a little bit, just not yeah. as old as I normally read. Yeah. But I think it starts in the the late 60s. Oh, runs. is it late 60s? I thought it was. Well, the band doesn't start, but it picks true. up with Daisy's story in the late 60s. Okay. The book kind of tells Daisy's story, and then it tells the Six's story, mm-hmm. and then it tells how they came together mm-hmm. and what happens, you know, how they ended up not being a band anymore. Yeah. I thought it was really cool because a lot of great rock and roll bands broke up and you never kind of knew why Mm -hmm. so this it was really cool to like get the insider's perspective on what Mm -hmm. happened and all of that so I was it was really really neat and I found this the way the story was told fascinating it was like a it was like a documentary like a behind the music yes interview like people keep saying if you love the movie 
almost famous, you're going to love Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. And a thousand percent, I agree. It feels like you're reading a documentary yeah. because it, it wasn't written in like paragraph form. It was mm-hmm. like Daisy and then what she said. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be Billy, what he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so cool. And it, it makes it an easier read that way, too. I it think does. It, it makes it like almost like it's a play in your head and you can visualize, you can see it. Totally. But it was a really cool way to put forth a book about a rock and roll band. It was so cool. Like, I kept thinking, this is like a, a VH1 Behind the Music episode, mm-hmm. is the totally. way it seemed. Because mm-hmm. then they would also have, you know, the sound producer talk about it, their manager talk. The journalist from Rolling Stone. Right, the photographer who did the album cover. Oh. It was really cool. Like, and it, it would drive me crazy, because they would be describing the album cover, and I'm just like, just, I want to see I it! I want to see it, like, I know. Oh, and it doesn't exist. I, <laughs> if they don't turn this into some sort of movie or what's it like not a tv show but a mini series mm-hmm. if they don't do something i'm gonna be hella mad <laughs> like <laughs> i just really good i feel like it's set up perfectly mm-hmm. like oh it was so so good i gave it four stars that's a lot i actually gave it five stars which is not shocking when i love something i'm all yeah. in. but i i'll get into why i didn't do five once we get past the the spoiler part right and guys we're gonna have some spoilers there's no way to i think talk about this book in the way it progresses kind of without totally i mean but when it gets down to it i mean it's it follows the band on how they rise and how they fall and how they break up so like Mm -hmm. that's that's the biggest spoiler of them all and it says it right on the jacket cover right yeah but we're gonna we always do spoilers in our buddy reads Mm -hmm. so just warning you from here on out if you haven't read it if you're thinking about reading it pause take a break go read it it's a it's a fairly quick read yeah i mean it's it's 360 pages i think but it goes by fast right. the way it's laid out in that docu drama series yeah. style makes it an easy read yeah it's so good so okay i'm ready okay go so in the first kind of chapter it talks about how daisy kind of got her start on the strip in la and how she started kind of as a groupie, not really, but then she was dating this guy that was in a band, and he sent he was singing her a song that he wrote about how he loved her more than she loved him, mm-hmm. and how she had no heart. And so he sang some lyrics, and she fixed them and sang them back to him, and mm-hmm. he took it and made it a hit song. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she said, that's how it was back then. I was just supposed to be the inspiration for some man's great idea. I had absolutely no interest in being someone else's muse. I am not a muse. I'm the somebody. End of fucking story. It was brilliant. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the, the quotes, the first quotes that I say. It's like, I I am the somebody. That's yeah. powerful. Like, and she was young back then. Like, mm-hmm. it talks about she got her strip because her parents didn't really mm-hmm. care where she was or whatever and she started going to clubs on the she strip like at 14. 14 yeah you emotionally don't have the strength to be in a kind of relationship th- that she was in at that time no way but for her to know that early on that mm-hmm. she was the somebody it was powerful Ugh, so cool like and at that point she was on drugs drinking like hardcore stuff but she still understood that no matter what like, I still tell this story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mine to tell. Like, oh, it was so good. And that's, she started, at that point, she's like, S- I know I'm the somebody. I'm going to start writing my own stuff. 
And that's where she said, I'm not going to be a groupie anymore. I'm going to go into being my own person now. So she was already a celebrity in and of herself because her parents were big in Hollywood at that time. They Mm -hmm. were both artists. And so when she got her start, she kind of had her foot in the door already. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to get a record deal fairly quickly mm-hmm. but then the issue was that they had a song list and they're like no no we don't want your music mm-hmm. i need you to sing what we have ready for you right and it took a lot of headbutting and arguments and her storming out and her and her manager screaming at each other before she just realized like if i just do this first album if i just do it maybe the next one i'll mm-hmm. i'll get to write right this is my my foot in the door kind yeah. of thing. It was, ugh, I can't get over it. It was, it was awesome. It was so good. It really was. Okay, so. And th- the people that are talking about Daisy at that point talk about how self-possessed she was, mm. how, they also talk about her stunning beauty. Like, she was completely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And she, like, would go around barefoot and yeah. wear bangles, and she didn't really care yeah what anybody else thought she didn't they said that was part of the beauty it's like she was her own person already Mm -hmm. she knew that at that point yeah she wasn't gonna fit anybody's in anybody's box of what what a woman should be like Mm -hmm. she was her own her own thing so then we go over to the six the reason they were called that is there are six members of the band Mm -hmm. so it was billy graham warren eddie karen and pete Mm mm-hmm so Billy was the lead singer, guitarist, and he kind of, he and his brother Graham kind of started the band. Mm-hmm. They learned how to play guitar for, at a young age, mm-hmm. and they slowly added people to the group until they had like a really well-rounded mm-hmm. sound, a well-rounded band. So they kind of started doing like dive bars, things like that. Weddings. Yeah, a wedding singer where Billy meets Camilla. They start dating. They've got kind of a long distance thing going on because they met at a bar where he had played. So they start kind of dating and things get really good for the band where they end up being asked to come to L.A. so they can write, produce Mm -hmm. their first album. Billy asks Camilla if she'll move out there and she's like, no. (laughs) Why? Right. And so he's like, okay, well, I have to go. And she's like, of course you do. You need to go. When he gets out there, she kind of just has this, like, what are you doing kind mm-hmm. of moment and follows him out, which that isn't for everybody. Like, but I think she made the choice for herself. Like, he's my future and I want, and she had nothing really holding her mm-hmm. at, in her hometown. So she followed him. Thus began this epic crazy romance Mm -hmm. between the two of them they kind of got together rather quickly from what I understood Mm -hmm. they ended up together fairly soon after she ends up pregnant Mm -hmm. right before they're about to go on their first big tour Mm -hmm. and this is just the six going on their tour by themselves yes so Camilla's pregnant she tells Billy and he's immediately like oh we have to get married like yeah he said, I don't know why I thought that was, like, a necessary thing, but I just knew at that po- that moment I needed to be married to her before I left on tour. Everybody has to get married when they knock someone up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a thing that you do, and I have thoughts about it. And especially, I guess, it was, like, 71 or mm. 72. Yeah, or so, like I mean, yeah, for an unwed mother. Like, yeah. anyways, they get married at, like, 4 in the morning. Everyone's high, drunk, mm-hmm. whatever. And he really is completely head over heels in love with 
her. He, he does. He does really, really love her, but he really struggles with his feelings. His father mm-hmm. ran off when he and mm-hmm. his brother were very young. So, of course, he struggles with the idea of fatherhood, mm-hmm. the idea of commitment, all of that. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't realize, he didn't think that he was good enough to be anyone's father. Yeah. They get married the day after they leave on tour, and Billy has some issues. He has a rough go of it. He drinks, he does drugs, he flirts with women, and eventually he crosses a line that he shouldn't. And this is one of the the quotes that I loved the most, I think, in this entire book. And it's really long, but it's, you have these lines that you won't cross, but then you cross them. And suddenly you possess the very dangerous information that you can break the rule and the world won't instantly come to an end. You've taken a big, black, bold line, and you've made it a little bit gray. And now every time you cross it again, it gets grayer and grayer until one day you look around and think, there was a line here once, I think. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, son. I mean, that's the way it works, especially with addiction, with different things like that. You just, you keep making small little nudges forward, and then you're so far past the line that you cross, you can't even see where it was. It... And it's so powerful. But what frustrated me most was that he had that realization. Mm-hmm. Like he knew that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And yet he did it anyways. Right. Because he was trying to escape the fear of fatherhood, the fear of failure at the band, the fear of letting Camilla down, which he was doing, you know, kind of anyway. Yeah. But one of my favorite quotes came from where. So he's sleeping around, he's doing all these hard drugs, and she catches him, mm-hmm. and she leaves, you know, she's like, she goes out and on tour and finds him, you know, having relations with a woman like, in the bus, and she leaves, she goes back home. Well, she says, so she's due December 1st, mm-hmm. the baby's due December 1st, she tells him, you have until November 30th to get this out of your system, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be a father. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, Okay. And just seems to act like a damn fool, but continue. Sorry. No, it's okay. And then he, so he goes on and then the baby's going to be due and he goes to the hospital and he's like, I can go in. And Camilla says, you can come in and meet your daughter or you can go to rehab. Those are your two choices. You do not have a third choice. And he says he's so terrified of looking at this baby and for that baby to realize that he's their father, Mm -hmm. like he's ashamed of the person he is so he says he runs away and he goes to rehab for that reason and so he doesn't meet his daughter for the first 60 something days of Mm -hmm. her life but the quote that i like is camilla is talking to her mother and her mom's like are you sure about this are you sure what you're doing and camilla says i think you have to have faith in people before they earn it otherwise it's not faith i wrote that down too like just are what yeah camilla's a really really incredible woman she has so much faith in billy and and she knows that he loves her Mm -hmm. but he's in his own head about everything and so she says she's strong enough to hold them together until he's ready Mm. and it's it's beautiful and you on one hand it's like why would you ever want to stay with someone that is that is treating you Mm -hmm. like this but on the other hand he's dealing with addiction it's a disease it's not him like, she knows him. Right. She's like, I know who I fell in love with, and this yeah. is not that person. Mm. And she's like, I'm going to fight for the future that I want. I decided this is what I want, and I'm not going to let you take it from me. Like, and oh. 
It's so good. And even later on when he's talking to her, he says something like, I'll leave the band for you. Like, I'll I'll quit. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Um, I'm married a rock star. Like, mm-hmm. this I, is. I wanted to have meatloaf on the table at six. I would have married someone like my dad. Yeah. Like, oh, she's just awesome. She's pretty incredible. Like she was, she was one of my favorites Mm -hmm. in the book just because how strong she is and Mm -hmm. just how, so very sure of Mm -hmm. her decisions. Right. And there is one point where she's like thinking, I think it's around the same time she catches Billy, you know, fooling around and she's like, you have to decide whether monogamy is important to you Mm -hmm. or if it's the true love at the end of the day. And I thought that was really powerful too. Like if you can decide that that you're okay and you understand that he's gonna be with other people or love other people but you can still see that he loves you Mm -hmm. and you can still choose him and he can still choose you i thought that was pretty powerful too yeah everything she said like she was just a wise lady yeah she was a she was a badass yeah she was so good and she like she has bits of information for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah everyone in the band came to love her too Mm -hmm. because she was just she was just unashamedly herself mm-hmm. like she was just and awesome. she knew what she wanted and mm-hmm. she was not gonna let anybody get in the way of that yeah she made up her mind and she was gonna steamroll everybody in her path to get yeah. to what she wanted but not in like a way that it didn't make you feel like you were being steamrolled right yeah um there was a, a anecdote in there about um, Karen was talking about Camilla wanted to make breakfast and they're like no we want burgers and she's like okay well we'll just go to the store and we'll make burgers here and she goes to the store and she's like well they're out of hamburger meat so I just got stuff for breakfast <laughs> and Karen's like and we weren't even mad about it because we didn't even re- like realize it's, what she was doing until yeah. later but she had decided she wanted breakfast and she was making breakfast yeah. and she talked us all into wanting breakfast too that which was kind of cool that sounds like me I love breakfast <laughs> <laughs> this is true but yeah it, I, I loved Camilla, I loved who she was. I love, like, yeah, I just, I loved everything mm-hmm. about her. And there's points in the book later that you kind of want her to not, like, to not love her, mm. but you still do because she's just such a badass. She's just awesome, yeah. yeah. After, after the baby is born, her name is Julia? Julia. Okay. So after Julia's born, you know, Billy and, Billy, Camilla, and Julia, they all kind of just settle into this little family unit for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and Billy's clean at this point. Yes, he's sober. And so he writes this beautiful song called Honeycomb, and it's about this life that he's really hoping he can promise to Camilla. Yes, thank you. And so it's this beautiful song. He takes it to their manager, and the manager's like, you know what? I think this would be a great duet. And, and Billy's like, uh, no. Yeah, Billy it, Billy is the kind of person that, like, this is my band. Yeah. And he, he wants other people's input, but he also doesn't. Like, he's the quintessential lead singer like this this is my band i can yeah. kick you out of it if i wanted to yeah also it. like i made this band i mm-hmm. make the rules like right. i make the big decisions right even though i'm not the keyboardist even though i'm not the drummer i'm gonna tell you what to do he's yeah. that kind of yeah leader. i he writes the songs and he writes every single piece of music mm-hmm. for it his manager kind of talks him into doing a duet and that's where daisy jones comes in mm-hmm. so daisy has her first album come out it's not what she wanted it to be but it's perfectly fine. It's good. She's getting popularity. And so she's she started to kind of tour a little bit. She's and people are starting to recognize her voice. It's this awesome kind of 
sexy, raspy. like raspy, kind of gritty. Thank you. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, growly, <laughs> gritty voice that everyone growly. just <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's just kind of falling over mm-hmm. her voice for. Her. So um, Teddy, their their manager, kind of puts them together. Says, let's let's see how this works. And so Daisy comes in. She's been writing for herself for a while. Billy has this hopeful song that he's written talking about how I hope I can do this like I hope I can stay strong and provide this beautiful life for my family Mm -hmm. that I so want Daisy comes in and they ask her to see if you could write a verse to go with this what would you do and so she turns it into a question of can I do this will you do this like Mm -hmm. and so and he of course it pisses him off because he's like I am clean and I am trying and you're pissing all over it. And he's mad that she's trying to take control. And the, they're both such strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Like neither one of them wants to relinquish control at all. And so they butt heads kind of like immediately over there. Oh, yeah. But eventually, like he's like, whatever. Like it's fine. And so mm-hmm. they record this. They record this single. It sells out immediately. It blows up. Yeah. It's yeah. Massive, People massive lose their minds over it so much so that they end up touring together Daisy Jones opening for the six Mm -hmm. they go on this huge tour overseas Mm -hmm. and eventually the Rolling Stones sends an editor to follow them around for a day Mm -hmm. or two kind of see how how it's like and Mm -hmm. write an article about them Mm -hmm. he gets them he finds them on a night where everyone is kind of all getting along Mm -hmm. like Daisy and, and Billy have been butting heads. And everyone, other people in the band are kind of butting heads, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Eddie's mad that Billy's so controlling. Dear God, Eddie. Right. Oh, my God. And there's also backstory going on with a couple of other members of the band. So like Karen and Graham. Car- uh, Graham is Billy's brother, and, and he's been in love with Karen since, like, the day one. Yeah. And but he was really respectful. Right. Like, he never mm-hmm. pushed her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they're starting, she's starting to kind of feel for him. Right. So they're kind of having this thing. And Daisy and Billy, they catch them on a night that things are kind of going well. And the chemistry is mm-hmm. really good with the band. And that's where the editor comes in at that point. Isn't that performance the time that they end up doing Honeycomb? That's the name of the song. That they end up doing Honeycomb, just Daisy and Billy, mm-hmm. just I them. I think so, yeah, yeah. On the same mic. Yeah. On the same mic, just a, an acoustic guitar. And they just sing. And it's like magic and mm-hmm. fireworks and mm-hmm. it's incredible and so this journalist that's there sees this and he gets this idea to write about how the six and their seventh member mm-hmm. and so he he says the six that should be seven or yes something. thank yeah. you and so after after the show that night they're overseas and they go to this kind of random bar it's it's a piano bar and they end up like shutting the place down like Daisy's up on the piano singing, Karen's playing, mm-hmm. and it's and the guy at the bar's like, "You guys should go, like you should do this professionally." You're like, "Gee, thanks." <laughs> no one recognizes them because they're not in America, mm-hmm. and it's they just have this great night together, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the first time that they all kind of get together mm-hmm. and they just have fun together. Mm-hmm. And another thing, though, they've been touring, and Billy's away from Camilla, Julia, all that away from his support system when rock stars go on tour all they do is party 
drink, mm-hmm. drugs, sex, all of it. And he's, he stays clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been missing out because after the mm-hmm. show, he just has to go to his hotel room and mm-hmm. just kind of chill by himself because he can't go where everyone else it's is. it's too hard for him. Yeah. yeah. He says that it's like, I, I didn't get clean and then magically not want it anymore. Right. I struggled with wanting for the rest of my life. Which is, I mean, yeah. it's that's how addiction is, though. Mm-hmm. The day the article comes out, it pisses off Billy because he's like, I'm the lead singer yeah, of this, this is band. my band. <laughs> and then Daisy's like, of course, Daisy doesn't give a shit. She's just like, she's mm-hmm. this free spirit, mm-hmm. just whatever. And she's literally like, oh, that's nice. He she's liked like, me. It, it didn't make, it didn't phase her in the slightest that Billy didn't. Yeah. She was like, whatever, I'm making good music. Yeah. You know, we're making records. We're doing what we want. So it takes Billy a little bit, but they eventually, he eventually decides for the band Mm -hmm. that they're going to ask her to be a part of it. To collaborate with him on an actual album. Just an album. Yeah. They decide just going to do it on one album, see how it goes, and we'll see from there. Mm -hmm. Teddy, their, um, their manager... He has, you know, of course, this beautiful house in L.A. He's got a pool house, and he tells Billy and Daisy that whenever they're ready to start writing together, because, of course, the first day they show up to record, Daisy comes with her notebook full of songs. Billy comes with his notebook full of songs, and he's like, okay, I've already written the album. Like, mm-hmm. it's ready to and go. And she's like, so have I. And, and neither one of them want to look at the other's work. Yeah, and, and then Billy, of course, all he's writing about is, is his wife and daughter. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to sit here and sing every single song about your wife. Like, mm-hmm. so they kind of butt heads. And so eventually, Teddy's like, you two need to go get away from all of this. I want you to go to my pool house, write, and let us know when you're ready. Mm-hmm. So it took them finally just swallowing both of their egos and deciding that they'll use None of their stuff, except for one song called Aurora Mm -hmm. that Billy wrote. Daisy's like, fine. But then they're going to write together the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, again, it's like fireworks. Magic. Yes. And it's, it's. Magic will be today's word. (laughs) Yay. I love word of the day. (laughs) And it's just, it's just amazing. It's the great, it's magical. (laughs) It's just the greatest album ever. Ever. They both write about addiction, about stuff that like means a lot to like chasing nightmares is one of the things. Yeah. Like we chase our demons like some people chase their dreams and like they're fundamentally realizing that they're kind of the same. Yeah. And so eventually as they're writing and they're starting to kind of know each other more and more and realizing that they're so similar and they have the same kind of feelings mm-hmm. about a lot, sparks are starting to fly between the two of them. Absolutely. I mean, we're not talking about little sparks, like monumental, like earth shattering. And as the reader, like on the one hand, I'm like, but Camilla, she's wonderful and she's mm-hmm. amazing and so supportive and she helped you get clean. But then Daisy's, a powerhouse and she's incredible and she's she's like the other half of you almost like in a different sense than camilla is oh my god and daisy is like it it reminds me of that weathering heights quote he's more of me than i like that i am it's Mm -hmm. our souls are the same yeah him and i our souls are the same yeah yeah and that's what Daisy says. She's like, he saw me. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't see everything else. He saw my soul. He saw me. Yeah. And that was just kind of brilliant. So, one thing leads to another. And they go in to kiss. And then Billy is like, no. 
I'm not going to do this to Camilla. And Daisy gets real pissed about it. <laughs> so pissed off. <laughs> and she she gets like hella mad, walks out, and writes this incredible angry oh. fucking song. Yeah. Like super, like. It's called Regret Me. And I've got to read you the lyrics because it's, one of the lyrics is just like, oh, my God. Yeah. The, um, the lyrics up to the album are all in the back of the book for, for you guys. But you can't hear the music, which is very upsetting. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> but you but, can okay. read the lyrics. So one of the lyrics from Regret Me is one of my favorites. And li- I literally stopped reading was like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. when I heard it. Because it says, and baby, when you think of me, I hope it ruins rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, woo. Yeah, she's like, you ruined me, and I hope it ruins everything for you. Like, because she is so angry, and she's crushed, and she's like, I know, I know deep in my heart that he feels the exact same way, she, and he's still not choosing me. He's the guy. He's the first and only guy she has ever known to feel like this. Every other guy was just whatever. Just wanting to have, like, sex or, you know, use just her. Just wanted to be with her, use mm-hmm. her her light in the mm-hmm. in the industry to kind of get in and he i keep coming back to that he saw me is what she said he yeah saw he me. didn't give a shit about who she was mm-hmm. he just he just saw her soul like it's mm-hmm. oh there's ah. yeah but billy says i'm always gonna choose camilla i'm mm-hmm. always going to choose her it's, it's that's powerful both, in and of itself it's too. both amazing and heartbreaking right because I want both things. <laughs> right. I don't want Billy and Camilla to fail because I love Camilla almost as much as I loved Daisy at this yeah. point. But it's like, this is an earth-shattering kind mm-hmm. of love mm-hmm. that these two have. They and, l- and they're not, it's not happening. And they, that's why Daisy gets so mad about it. They literally make magic. They write these lyrics that are so powerful and so meaningful. And there's nothing that's mm-hmm. gonna happen between them so daisy comes back with this song so they've been kind of writing and then recording writing mm-hmm. and recording so daisy comes into the recording studio and she's like guys i wrote a song Oh, also she wrote the song with eyeliner on a napkin yeah she ran off drove to the beach and got these lyrics in her head so she wrote it on a napkin in the back of a receipt mm-hmm. with eyeliner she comes back in shows um billy and she's like i wrote this we have to record it and he reads over he's like no yeah because they were looking for an angry gritty song yeah, because to finish out the album they were afraid that it was getting too soft rock and they were like no we're rock stars mm-hmm. so she comes in and billy's like absolutely not no and she's like you know what it's a band we're gonna vote so she goes and sings it acapella and she's like who wants this song on the album and everybody raises their hand it's a brilliant song and it's, it's so gritty and angry and rah. and they they all were talking about how when they were listening to it they realized it was magic happening mm-hmm. at that moment and they're like we can't not do this so billy's overruled and they put that one in there <sighs> yeah. and then karen is talking about how like she's like if you're paying attention mm-hmm. you can pick up on the fact that billy and daisy never look at each other yeah after that they're they're done they're so done and they won't look at each other um uh, at one point graham had to be the go-between and so mm-hmm. billy would be like graham don't you think we should do this mm-hmm. and then daisy would be like but graham 
didn't you even consider this? Mm-hmm. And he, they're just going back and forth and just using Graham as just their <laughs> in-between. And, and Graham didn't quite pick up on it, but Karen's, she's receptive. Yeah. And she's like, you can tell they're stepping around each other. Mm-hmm. And nobody else is, like, talking about, like, nobody else is picking up on this. Yeah. And they really don't the whole, almost the whole time. Yeah. Not really, yeah. Because Eddie's super involved with his whole piss poor attitude because mm-hmm. like Billy keeps telling me what to do blah 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 Pete's got a girlfriend back at mm-hmm. home that and so all he cares about is her and Karen and Graham are sleeping together at this point and and Graham is just in love with in her in love with her and one of m- one of my more favorite quotes too was from Karen <laughs> it said sometimes men think they deserve a sticker for treating women like people <laughs> <laughs> I love that I loved yes. it yes <laughs> and Karen's a badass rocker she really chick. is she's awesome Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Oh, yeah, they take a break. They go on, like, they get the album finished, mm-hmm. and then so they're not going to be touring yet, so they take a break for a while. So Daisy's still pissed. She runs off to Thailand by herself, which is crazy because she never wants to be by herself ever. Mm-hmm. Billy, of course, goes home to the girls, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, Daisy ends up married to this random guy that she happened to meet in Thailand. He's some sort of Italian prince and Niccolo yeah I immediately I was like he's gross no right he's very smarmy and like yeah like but she was trying to fill the void mm -hmm. she was trying to retaliate kind of so and he's very very bad for her he's horrible for her fast forward the record drops and it's top of the charts magical it's magical it's top of the charts killing it Everybody loves it. They even have just a random little excerpt from another guy in another band who says when the the day the album dropped, I sent someone to go get it so I could listen to it. I wanted to see what the competition was like. Mm-hmm. And listening to it, it made me so mad that I would never be able to write like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wish I was in that band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, my God. It was so good. It shows them, like, they come back. They shoot the album cover. They shoot. And it just talks about the whole time, Billy and Daisy stand as far apart as possible they don't look at each other but the cameraman happens to catch like two of the only times they look at each other and it's you can just see you can see the tension you can see how much they want each other but they can't have each other right like they're crazy in love at this point but billy is never going to leave his wife they've done nothing wrong right like yeah like they haven't cheated like you know physically or anything but i mean at some point you have to realize it emotionally you're is, emotionally cheating at yeah. this point but i mean i can understand the line that he drew in this particular instance but that calls an interesting point though like if you've met someone so you're married to someone that you believe is your soulmate but then you meet another person and it's like but wait what mm-hmm. a, like what if they're my soulmate but you decide like no i made a decision i'm going to stick to this commitment you if you're if you're around someone every day that you know you have this crazy chemistry with how do you stop yourself from having feelings for them right you kind of spiral <laughs> yeah like i mean there's nothing and it's you not can like do. he doesn't love camilla he loves camilla so much oh, and yeah. she's had they had have had twins by this point yeah too. So, so they have three girls three girls and camilla and he loves his girls and he loves his family so much mm-hmm. but he is in love with daisy yeah like, and he doesn't 
Like, he doesn't want to quite admit it, but he Right, knows. he never really kind of outright says ever that he even has feelings for her, really. Like, it's... I mean, he does towards... Uh, there's one incident coming up that he, he says that, but he really doesn't want to go there in his mind, yeah. even though he's already there, and everybody can see he's already there. Right. Except for stupid Daisy and Billy. Fast forward a whole bunch. They go on tour. They, they go tour on tour. Thing. Karen finds out she's pregnant. By Graham. By Graham. I liked this. This was... It was... It was rough and visceral, but, like, really I, good. I appreciated how it turned out. Daisy and Billy are kind of butting heads because Daisy has brought this stupid husband of hers on tour. And she's spiraling even further out of control with drug, drug usage. Because he's just enabling mm-hmm. her. Like, it would be to the point where... And Daisy was already really bad with mm-hmm. drugs. But it got to where if she would say no to something he'd be like no 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 we're gonna do this basically put the coke under her yeah under her nose nose. like got out they had to have two tour buses at this point yeah they were both so angry at each other and like hurt by the other person and Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that all this is going down daisy finally i don't remember what the catalyst was they go on a christmas vacation and daisy and niccolo go back to rome basically an incident happens and he accuses her of sleeping with billy she that wasn't the catalyst so he accuses her of sleeping with billy the whole time right and to the point where when somehow billy and daisy end up speaking Mm -hmm. but it was about the tour like it Mm -hmm. wasn't anything about them right but what was his name niccolo 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 overhears that they're speaking to each other runs up and gets in between them physically very very possessive and um just kind of loses his mind Mm -hmm. and so daisy kind of sees that and she's like "Mm, that's kind of crazy but then kind of just brushes it off so fast forward they're on christmas break all of a sudden she comes to in the Mm -hmm. shower and she's like what's going on why am i wet and he's like i you weren't waking up i thought you had overdosed Mm -hmm. and it's then that it kind of hits her she's like he thought i overdosed but he didn't call anybody. All he did was put me in the shower. And she sends him out to get something. She immediately packs her shit and gets on a plane, calls concierge, and tells them to give him a message saying she wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And that so when it. she comes she back, gone. everyone's like, hey, where's your husband? She's like, that part of my life is over. I know. I love the way that she said that. I'm done with that chapter in my life. Like, like just, just that's done. it? I'm just done. And, and But it's such a Daisy thing to say. Right. It really is. So after that, Daisy kind of gets the life back in her. Mm-hmm. She speaks to Billy. And she stops using as much. Yeah. And she kind of speaks to Billy. It's just kind of like, okay, we're okay now. Like, it's it's getting better. So then they end up. The tour goes is going really well at this point. They're singing together again. They're chemistry is really good Mm -hmm. they start singing out of the same mic like close to each other he ends up playing the keys at one point Mm -hmm. and them singing to each other and just like that constant eye contact Mm -hmm. all of that so it all kind of just all comes together Mm -hmm. karen finds out that she's pregnant and she's like i don't want a child Mm -hmm. graham's like well of course you want like it's our baby Mm -hmm. like she says that he keeps on saying it's our baby it's our child and just repeating it and eventually she's like are you gonna quit your job that you worked your ass off to get to raise this kid and he has nothing to say and she's like exactly and so she's she's like i'm not giving up my dream because i don't want this and he keeps thinking she's gonna change her mind she does not no she does not and i (sighs) camilla drives karen 
to the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. And that was probably them in the clinic was probably my favorite conversation of the entire. Oh, yeah. And of the entire book, because Karen looks at Camilla and is like, are you sad that I'm doing this? You have children. Like, how does this make you feel? And she's like, I'm sad that you won't have a kid that can play with my kids. Mm-hmm. But she's like, but I'm not sad that you're making this decision because it's exactly what you should do if you, that's what you want. And Karen's just like, finally, someone, someone got it. Like mm-hmm. someone listened to me. And it's just really powerful that it took someone just to be like, just to make her feel okay with her decision that Mm -hmm. she finally feels like, oh, Mm -hmm. and it, oh, so there's the Saturday Night Live performance and they go and they do one song with just the, with the whole band or whatever. And then at this point, Billy's like, Daisy and I are going to sing. He completely changes the set. Right. And in because he's feeling good about the way things are going, and he knows it's going to be great TV mm-hmm. and and magic and whatever. And he says, "I'm going to go out and play the keys, and we're going to sing this one song, mm-hmm. and it's kind of about wanting someone that you, you can't, can't have. have." Yeah, and that's they wrote this song together, and they sing it together, and it it kind of reminded me of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper at Ooh, the yeah. at the Oscars. Yeah. Like you could like they're looking at each other, and mm-hmm. it looks like things are happening. God, and that's and the only time that Billy realizes he's like I don't know if I realized in that moment but I kind of think that I knew mm-hmm. that I was in love with her yeah and and then he's like in the back of my mind and then I know my wife's gonna be seeing this on TV mm-hmm. but he can't take his eyes off Daisy yeah like he's completely unabashedly in love with her in this moment yeah it's just heartbreaking it is so fast forward Karen tells Graham that she's had an abortion and Graham loses his his mind Mm -hmm. like he honestly never thought she would go through it even though she told him so many times he she said he was waiting for me to change my mind and I was never going to but then the real catalyst is Camilla shows up and finds Daisy outside her hotel room helps her in because Daisy's really flustered about Billy Mm -hmm. and all of this she says singing about your songs that you wrote to the person you love, knowing they're never, like, you're never going to have them. She said it was like ripping a Band-Aid off every single night and yeah. opening my wounds up. And she was getting more and more hurt. She's like, you know, I would, I would patch myself up during the day, mm-hmm. but we'd have to go out on this stage at night and sing these songs to each other. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking at him. She's pouring her heart out. And he's pouring his heart out back. But he's also looking at his wife who's behind the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's like... She's almost at this point where she's just completely a a mess. She's raw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Camilla helps Daisy into her room and just kind of sits down and has this talk with her. I loved Camilla in this scene. I loved her. She was was so real Mm -hmm. in that moment. And strong. Yeah. And Camilla just kind of looks at her and she's like, you've got to leave. She said, I know he loves you. You know he loves you, and he knows he loves you. But you also know he's never going to leave me, and I'm not going to let him leave me. So you have to be the one to go. And she's, and but she also, she gives her an out. She's like, you don't have to. You don't have to make that decision. You can mm-hmm. keep on touring with the band, but I just want you to know that he will never leave me. Right. She said, um, and I f- this was really awesome, and I'm going to keep saying that, but she said, something's got to break. It's not going to be me, and I refuse to let it be Billy, and that leaves you. Mm. So you've got to go. 
<sighs> it was just like Camilla's just such a badass. Like I she's looking at this woman and she knows that her husband is in love with her. And she's like, no, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. This is not how this is going to go down. And so Daisy packs and her And Daisy bags. hears it though. She's like, she understands Like she imagines Camilla is like this perfect mom. This mm-hmm. is what she has, what she wants. And she like admires her and she's like, and then Camilla done so that I was worth saving. Like mm-hmm. I just, ah, beautiful. So she packs so her bags, and, and then Gran and Karen can't speak to each other. Yeah, they're not speaking at this point because basically Graham's like, "You never loved me as much as I loved you," mm-hmm. and she said, "You want me to be someone I'm not," mm-hmm. and she said, and both of those things were true. Yeah, and there was no way to get around that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And of course, Eddie's being stupid. Eddie crying and, about mm-hmm. not Billy. getting his way. Yeah, he's like, "We're all a, a group in this, and one person wants out, so you have to, to stop." And it's like, you know, I mean, I get that, but he kind of bitches most of the oh. the whole book, the whole time. I oh. hated Eddie. <laughs> Every time I saw his name come up, I was like, "Here we go." Right. And then I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's like there's you're just a guitarist. Like there's so much else going on. You don't write. You don't sing. Mm -hmm. Like he's mad that the center of attention's not on him, but on the magic that's happening elsewhere. And then Pete's going back to get getting married, and he keeps telling Eddie, who's his brother, he's like, "This isn't real. This is this is just temporary. This is not gonna be real life. This is not gonna be how it goes. It's not gonna be like this all the time. Like we're not gonna be rock stars forever." Pete's like, "I'm gonna get married, and I'm gonna leave the band, and that's like I'm done with it once I get married." And so, Karen and Graham can't talk to each other daisy left because she's in love with billy and billy's in love with her and he's never going to leave camilla and they're just done they have the the rest of the tour gets canceled because the band crumbles at that point and they never really speak to each other ever again right and they never play together ever again but this album was like the album it was like the most epic (sighs) ballad you know like the the just top of the charts like Mm -hmm. iconic amazing record so Daisy leaves, and a couple of days later, checks into rehab and is sober for the rest of her life. Oh, and she's she's so self possessed that it like I oh, yeah. loved her. She was fant- She was a damn good character mm-hmm. because even though she was in love with a married man, even though she was always on drugs, always drinking, mm-hmm. like she had so many ticks against mm-hmm. her, but she was so great. That's a damn good writer, right? And she's also like. She was fearless, but afraid at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, she was aware that this is terrifying, but I I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so my favorite part. So, the tour is over. Everyone's gone their separate ways. At the end of it, the author of this book that is documenting what everyone is saying. And you don't understand like you don't know who the author is mm-hmm. the whole book until the, the very end of it so the author kind of interjects for a second to correct something that daisy is saying and you find out that the author is julia billy and camilla's first daughter and oh, it's just I was like, like oh and it's just God. i literally went oh my god like so cool yeah and you find and, like Daisy and Billy are sitting there and Camilla were sitting there pouring their hearts out about this time in their life to their daughter, like to Julie. Like, oh, so amazing. So you find out that Daisy has done very well. She's gotten sober. She adopted 
uh, boys. Two, I don't, yeah, two, two boys. boys. Okay, so she started a a, a nonprofit. Yeah, um, she's just done really and well. She's clean the rest of her life. Yeah, she's but she's just been great. She's kind of just done her own thing. Like, and this is like they're in their seventies now. Like it's they're it's, much it's older. 2012, I think, yeah. when this book is being written. So you find out that Camilla has passed away um, of heart failure at and like 67 mm-hmm. years she old. She had lupus and then yeah. heart failure. So she um, had, she struggled. And you find out, you know, Billy's been doing really well. He's just been writing songs and selling them. Mm-hmm. And they lived happily ever after the yeah. two of them together. Wonderful life. Um, mm-hmm. So Camilla's passed away in the very last page. I'll, I will cry. Ugh. <laughs> so the very last page is an email from Camilla to her daughter saying, please tell your dad to call Daisy Jones. If anything, they at least owe me a song. It was really good. And oh my God. It was so good. Like, (laughs) it was one of the greatest endings ever. It really was. Like, these three people are just so, so amazing. These three characters. And the the writer's ability to bring these characters to life and the oh, way yeah. that she did and the way that the story was told and like these are like these are real people like I want these uh, to be real people I'm gonna be furious if no one does anything with this book like y'all don't even know like most of the time when I read a book like part of me is like oh this would be such a good movie or TV series but like no please don't ruin it mm-hmm. like but no I don't care like I have to make see this. this damn book a thing. Mm-hmm. I gave I it, cried and I I do not cry all that often. I teared up because of how Camilla ended her life, mm-hmm. but also just because damn it was a good book. It was really good. I miss these people. Mm-hmm. Like so okay. So I gave it 4 stars and the only reason why I gave it 4 stars was because how the band ended, it was very abrupt. Like it was just like, "Oh, oh, it's it's done." It's done now. Right, but that's how a lot of rock bands go. Right, right. But it's just, it literally went from, and Daisy walked out the door, Graham and Karen couldn't see, couldn't be in the same room together, and they never sang together again. And then the next chapter is like, so this is what Billy's been doing, this is what Graham's been doing, this is what Daisy's been doing, and it's just little kind of paragraphs of each, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And I was okay with that. I thought that that was kind of the way... That it should have gone. I've I've made my peace with it as I've gotten further from mm-hmm. reading it. Like I've definitely made my peace with it. And but damn it, that email that bl- that ripped my heart out. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, but did he call her? <laughs> I know. I want to yeah. call. What got me was the scene in the hotel when Camilla is telling Daisy, you know, I know he's in mm. love with you. We all know he's in love with you, but you have got to go. And she's like, no offense, but I hope I never see you again for the yeah. rest of my life. And like, oh, it's just like you are begging this woman to put everyone out of their misery. Mm-hmm. And she's the only one that has power to do it. And Daisy's there and she's like, she believes in me and you know, I can do this. And it's just, oh, it was so powerful. And Camilla was never ugly to her, never, like, like yelled at her, mm-hmm. screamed at her, nothing. Like, she yeah, was Daisy very was like, respectful. Yeah, why are you being so nice? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it was so Camilla funny. was a badass, but so was Daisy's. Like, Daisy was just, there was one also quote that I wanted to talk about, but Daisy talks about she wore whatever she wanted to wear, mm-hmm. and she didn't care, like, Sometimes she would have her nipples out. Like. Right. And she's like, it, she said, it's not my job to not turn them on. It's mm-hmm. their job to not be an asshole. Oh, it, God. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And it's just so, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. But it's also another reason. 
like Daisy's the dichotomy of Daisy's personality was just brilliant like Mm -hmm. she's terrified and she's alone and she's trying to fill all these voids but at the same time she's also utterly fearless Mm -hmm. and it's it was just brilliant I've never encountered like a love triangle where I could not decide Mm -hmm. like I've never I've I read a hundred books a year and I'm old and so I've read like so many books and I've never encountered a love triangle mm-hmm. that I could not decide who I mm-hmm. wanted them to be with. I I think at the end of the day, Daisy and Billy together would not have worked long term the way that Daisy and Camilla did. I think they're too um what's the word I'm looking for? Like too combustible. Like they were mm-hmm. going to explode at some point. Even if they had both gotten sober? I mean maybe but I, I think they're just, they're almost too much of the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that that long term wouldn't have been enough, almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still processing how I feel about this book, even even now. Oh. And like I said, I just finished it last night. But it's something, we talk about it with Trevor Noah. You think that it's going to be one thing and it turns mm-hmm. out to be another. And then you don't know how to feel about it. And like weeks later, you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> I think this thing now. But just... So many of the lines in this book mm. were quote worthy. Were like I t- screenshots of so many and mm-hmm. saved them. And just, uh, I really, really liked this book. It was a damn good book. When I first heard about it, I heard seventies rock, and I was like, eh. I didn't. I I was. I mean, I thought I might read it eventually, mm-hmm. but I wasn't super motivated. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. And so when you asked if I would read it for the buddy read, I was like, okay, like. Sure, like, I'll give it a shot. Everybody's talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. why not? But, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of pissed that I waited so long to read it. Like, all right. It and so now you want to, like, read it again. Like, and it's like, a book I would read again. Uh, and absolutely. And again. Yeah. Just because, like, so I feel brilliant. like I probably am, like, you know, I forgot stuff. I, mm-hmm. I missed stuff. Like, yeah. Like, there's other quotes you could have picked up on, other mm-hmm. nuances. And like, and this was a book that I tried to read slowly because right out the get-go, you get that amazing quote from from Daisy about not being anybody else's muse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to savor this. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't a speed read for me. Like, And I tried really hard to take my time and mm-hmm. read it much slower than I normally do because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss something really good. There's just so many moments in it you're reading and you have to stop and you're like, oh. Yeah, you have to kind of let it sink in what just mm-hmm. what just read. Books don't do that to me all that often. Mm-mm. They really like where you're constantly, that is beautiful yeah. writing right here. That, like this author is just completely amazing. I went through her backlist and was reading the different synopsis of all these books. And I'm like, okay, all of them. I'm going to read them all. Right. Like, She's, oh, well. Uh, did she do The Seven Husbands? Yes. Yeah, that's one that I, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's one mm. that I really want to read as well. It sounds um, hella good. It does. But, like, I just, I cannot fathom a world mm. in where this story happened in her head and she translated it so beautifully. Like, I'm just bowing down in worship of the way that this book was done i, I would loved it i would love to hear taylor jenkins read speak like i would love to go mm-hmm. and see her in person just mm-hmm. kind of see how she is because like who she looks like are a you like who are you mm-hmm. like damn girl mm-hmm. 
She's up there, I think, with with Miss Mass at this point. Oh, in my that's a very. very I mean, I've only read the one Mm -hmm. book of hers, so we'll have to see. You know, because I've read everything that Sarah J. Mass has ever written. Yeah, but I I can't imagine her disappointing at this point. Yeah, no, she was incredible. Okay, I think that's all the amazing adjectives we have. Yeah, magical, awesome, amazing. Yeah. All right, uh, one last announcement before we let you go. Uh, the Chattanooga Library is having their semi-annual sale. It goes from April 27th to May 14th. You can get hardback books starting at 2 bucks, paperbacks at a dollar. Sometimes they're less. Each day might have a different theme. Sometimes it'll be half off. At the, towards the end of it, you can bring a bag, and everything that will fit in the bag will be 5 bucks. It's a great great time every single time I go I end up with at minimum 20 bucks Mm -hmm. it's a it's a severe problem last year I ended up going three to four times and I'm pretty sure I brought home between 40 to 50 books within those two weeks right and they're I mean and it's a good cause and so if you're local absolutely check it out Susie and I love going we we've (laughs) gone multiple times Mm -hmm. so you'll probably run into us but just (laughs) be be aware that we will fight you for books <laughs> i probably won't i will fight you for books. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah definitely like i said if you're local check that out and thank you again so much for listening and listening to our complete and utter adoration of this book <laughs> i hope you guys loved it as much as we did yes let us know what you think and i hope you guys have a good day and we'll see you next time thanks bye, bye.